Welcome to the Mike Litton Experience Podcast. Mike has over 31 years experience in real estate, finance, and investing. He's passionate about being a father, a teacher, a realtor, an investor, and a leader. Everyone has a story, and our passion is to help them tell it. And now, introducing the host of the Mike Litton Experience, Mike Litton. So what can you expect from the Mike Litton Experience? You can expect stories that will inspire, motivate, advice that will sharpen your focus, and expert information on real estate, finance, and market conditions. Casey Marriott, thank you so much for being our guest on the Mike Litton Experience. Like we talked about before we hit record, everybody has a story, and our passion is to help them tell it. What we know from our listeners is they're going to connect with something having to do with your life story, right? Could be what you're doing now. It could be something you did in the past, but we know that they'll connect. And what it'll do, what it'll do is, is it'll inspire and motivate them to go do something they've been putting off, right? Like write a book or start a business or whatever, right? Go on a trip. So I'm super excited to have you here. And I'm super excited about what we potentially can do in terms of inspiring and motivating our listeners. So thanks again for being here. Thanks for having me. So with your permission, we're going to start with where you were born, go all the way up to today, and then we can talk about what you're working on today and then anything for tomorrow, okay? So I'm born in Australia, and I actually come from a small, low economy town. And, you know, so that is to say that I grew up in a kind of non-pressure environment. I was you know, me and my sisters were the first to study. So I didn't have parents trying to impose a way that I had to be or that I needed to do this. They're always very kind of accepting of like, well, you do whatever it is that you want to do. And so I would say that this led me to live a life where I constantly wasn't trying to match someone's expectations and constantly trying to break societal expectations. I questioned, is this right for me? Am I just doing this because people said I should do this? Right. So by having that lens, I think that I led a very unconventional life. Mm -hmm. So at like 19, everyone's going off to university. And I was like, I don't feel like I know what I want to study. Why am I investing hundreds, you know, tens of thousands of dollars into something I'm not sure about? And so because I didn't have that pressure that you must do this and you must go to university. I was like, I'm going to travel. And so I moved abroad at 19 and, you know, did a gap year. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, I'll go back to university after the gap year because at that time our year off was still acceptable. So I was still kind of like aware of not to be too unconventional, but also questioning, well, this feels more aligned with me. I'm going to try this. After one year, I was like, this still doesn't feel clear to me. I still am not sure. Why are we forcing such young people to make these big life decisions when they're not ready? And so let's be honest, most 20 year olds don't know. They don't know. Don't know. Right. There's some 50 year olds that don't know. Right. I mean, you know, that happens. So growing up, who was the most influential person to you growing up? Nobody like, everything and anything because I wasn't forced to have to follow one ideology or one kind of thing you know 
So I think even just tapping into myself, and this is going to make a lot more sense as to when we finish this podcast, yeah. why this became so important yeah. is that really I was listening to me. Right. And those were, that was what was inspiring me and what was making me make the right decision each time right. rather than letting societal influences or parental expectations or whatever that is for you, instead of those people making the decisions for me, I made the decisions myself. Right. And that's how I could find this life that was very aligned to me. So in high school, did you have a favorite subject? Yes, um, but something about me and I do human design now. And so right. what happens in human design is it teaches us that everybody is very unique, right? right? And so I'm a very open and flexible and adaptable person in human design. So I liked all the things. And this is why it's very hard to make a decision. Right. I was so open to anything you would do. I'd be like, oh, well, English is fun. Oh, well, mm -hmm. math is fun. You know, like I could do it all, love it all, try it all. And that's mm -hmm. why it was so hard to make these decisions. But of course, yes, I was a very intellectual person in high school. You know, I graduated top of high school, number one of my university. I was ducks, you know, all these things. But still, none of it really, I was just always still in this constant change. Searching. Yeah, search, searching, right? Cool. So when you're asking me these questions, you're trying to put me in a box and pinpoint things. I'm like, it's not correct for me. Yeah, I promise I'm not trying to put you in a box. I'm just- Oh, no, 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 no. It's just, it's just curiosity. So, and I can't help myself. I really can't. Totally. And you heard of curiosity killed the cat, right? Yes. Right? <laughs> So, um, so you're 20 years old and you're just not sure, right? What happens after that? So I went through a stage of experimenting, you know, so I couldn't decide on the university course. So I said, okay, why don't you try a different jobs? And my CV, literally, I have to cut off like 15 years because each year I was trying something new in a different type of job. Right. And I'd be like, oh, maybe I want to do this. And I'll do that for a year. And I'm like, nope, I hate this. And I'll <laughs> try something else. And I'll try something else. Completely different. Yeah. And through this process, that's how I finally defined what is it that I want to do. And at right. 26, finally, I was like, I'm ready to go back and study. Okay. So you go to university. So by this point, right, I've already moved overseas and I never actually went back. So 20 years later, I still live overseas and I've lived in five different countries and traveled to more than 40. So you can start to see how when I was younger, what was intuitively feeling right for me, that I just can't be in this one place or this one box or this one thing, I've lived out my entire life. I yeah. have done all the things, I've been in all the places, and that's correct for me when we can listen to ourselves. So what countries did you live in? So now I've lived in London, well, cities, London, Istanbul, uh, Madrid, Valencia, and now Mexico City. Wow. So you're in Mexico City now? I'm in Mexico City now, yeah. I've lived here like 10 years now. So what drew you to Mexico City? life okay <laughs> so you know, just again you know when 
originally for different reasons. Okay. Um, I always loved Mexico. I did visit here first. Yeah. And it's a country as well that's still in this state of change. Yeah. And I think that's why I'm often drawn to these developing countries because the rules are not set and there's lots of opportunities and there's, you know, can sometimes be less boxes. And so the energy here is very creative mm -hmm. and the people are very happy and it's a very nice environment. So as someone like myself who is very, you know, who, that my environment is very important to me. I really love this country and I love just learning about different cultures and different perspectives. As I said, something that's always been correct for me is that I'm, I'm very open-minded. Mm -hmm. And there's one thing I realized is that as I moved around to these different countries, they just enforced me even more just to like break your perception of there being one way, you know? Right. You, I grew up in Australia and we're very strict, you know, kids need to be at bed at eight o'clock and mm -hmm. helicopter parenting. And then you go and live in Spain and they're like, kids are up till 3, 3 a.m. And, and, you know, and, and we can see there's so many ways to live life, you know, mm -hmm. we stop this judgment, we open our perspective. And so this is why I've loved all these different moves and why I love experiencing mm -hmm. these countries and these cultures in such a deep way or intimate way. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you so you moved to Mexico City and you've been there now 10 years, right? So you're in Mexico City. Is that where human design is 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 born? So no. So um human design is uh it's kind of a overlay of multiple different modalities. So okay. it does have a astrological element it looks at your energetic makeup on the day that you're born okay and why this is interesting is because um it teaches us and it shows us what the way that we best use our energy so okay. are you high energy or low energy do you need structure or no structure what are your strongest skills how do you absorb information and so mm. it gives you all these little things right so much later in life, you know, I was always still, even though I have lived a very unconventional life, I was still trying to do conventional things, you know, working in particular jobs or working in a particular way. But because I'm such a person who experiments and doesn't really hold on to things too much, I'm very open to breaking things and trying again. Okay. I kept realizing that, you know, my career and the jobs I kept finding myself still was lacking something, right? It was still yeah. missing this happiness or this fulfillment. And, you know, I was getting, feeling called to, I've always feel called to, you know, share information, to share stories, in fact. Right. Which is why just before we started this, I was talking about finding what your human design was. Because right. there are elements even in human design of people with storytelling gifts and people with listening gifts. They collect the stories. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we can start to see that I was feeling unaligned. I wanted to find a, a different job and I came across human design. And in human design, I am a very open, energetic person. And so my human design is of the 1%. It's a very rare type. It's the reflector type. And so much of that, as soon as I found out my type, and all the different aspects of my human design, I realized that how much I'd been naturally following that. Yeah. 
Right. And so, for example, I'm a line six in human design, and these are people who experiment with everything in their life, right? So it's like, this is why I said at the beginning, how I started my story and why it was important that I created a story aligned with me is that much later when I came into more holistic therapy, such as human design, mm -hmm. that it aligned with exactly how I'd lived my life. So even line six people tend to do a lot of experimenting in their 20s. And then in their 30s, they settle down and they blossom in their 50s. Okay. So it's even interesting that in my 20s, I remember such a reason why I traveled and just was like, I can't fit into this system. I kept thinking like my 20s are to enjoy. I feel like I just need to get out there, live life and experience it. I was like, you know what? I know when I'm 50 and I'm 60, I'm going to want to settle down. I'm going to be tired. I'm going to want to focus on my career. And so I later find out I'm a line six and these people go through these three stages in life and blossom. And so I'm like, oh, wow, that makes so much sense why I knew that I'm going to settle down more when I'm 50 and 60 and why I needed to go and be crazy in my 20s and 30s. Right. So this human design is a, is a system... It's a download from, uh, you know, if you believe in tapping into spirit and, you know, downloads, channeling. It's a channeling system, but it's so accurate in how it describes how, who you are, how you use energy, what are your strongest skills, where your vulnerabilities are, and how to live your life according to that. And so this is where I find myself today. And I'm like, oh, wow, because I listen to myself. Right. And getting that validation so many years later, like, oh, that's correct for you. Mm -hmm. You know, you're meant to go and do all these wild and crazy things. And so, you know, the other week I turned 40 and, you know, like I don't have a car right now. I didn't buy a house. I don't have children, you know, like I don't have any of those normal, uh, you know, milestones of success. But again, that's correct for me. I'm going to get there. I know that. It gives me permission to know that I'm going to blossom later. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so also knowing that I'm a reflector, that's why I was like, oh, wow. Even just changing my career and moving into holistic therapies and energy and helping other people with this is aligned to me. So here's a question. When did you, when did you find this out? Like, when did you get that clarification, that confirmation, what you call validation? So I, two years ago. Okay. So um, I had already felt, as I was saying, this interview is a little bit all over the place. My mind is in like, this story is coming out in very different ways, but um, so yeah, two years ago, obviously I made big changes. And, you know, I, I was married and I had a pretty set career and I had everything pretty sorted out. But like I said, I knew something just wasn't quite right, mm -hmm. according to me. And so I started actually making these big changes even before I was validated in what I was. Again, because I'm in tune, I was listening to myself. So, you know, I got divorced and I started uh, changing my career. I was like, why am I not fulfilled? I always worked in content and marketing. I'm like, why am I not fulfilled? I'm like, okay, I'm going to just work with NGOs or social projects. So I did that. And I'm like, mm, it's not quite right because ultimately I'm here to help people individually. Right. So, you know, it's like, I'm still in content. I'm still meant to be in content and speaking and communication, 
It's just that I could always feel that the topic was wrong. And so, you know, even two years ago, I still was like, okay, I need to change my life. I need to change my job. And then I found human design. And then it just had validated all these steps that I was taking. Wow. But again, this is why story is all about our story. Yeah. Well, and it I, had to have been, but that had to have been a real eureka moment, right? That that you get that validation and all of a sudden you're like, okay, now this makes sense. It really does. Right? Especially if you're a late bloomer, like these yeah. line six are all late bloomers. So you'd be surprised how many 20 year old line sixes that come to me in a complete state of panic. Yeah. Cause they're like, I don't see the answer. I don't know what I want to do. I feel so lost. And right. just by telling them that's okay. You don't yeah. work it out till much later. They're like, Oh, and they get to be themselves, yeah. you know. So, and even specifically now, I'm in. So now I'm an energetic burnout coach and life alignment coach, and I work a lot with energy because I'm a very open energy person. Right. And so that was also very validating because something else I haven't really mentioned is that also over these years I've been experimenting with. Why am I so burnt out all the time? Why am I constantly feeling tired in my work life? Mm -hmm. And so I also was experimenting a lot with like working from home, working in an office, working a 10 hour day, working a two hour day. And so these things are also how human design validate you. I've been experimenting all this time. And then I find out I'm a low energy, open energy person. So I actually left the office 15 years ago and started working for myself as a, you know, digital nomad. Back then there wasn't even the word digital nomad or work from home or remote worker, right? right? I just knew that I couldn't work in an office. I was like coming home from the office, completely exhausted, yeah. passing out of sleep, waking up, trying to eat a quick dinner and then right. falling. And I was like, this is not a life for me. Right. I I'm not even a person. I can't right. even have a conversation after work. Right. So it's a textbook definition of misery, right? This is the definition of energetic burnout, right. which leads to misery. Right. And so, you know, I'd also been playing with all these things. And so, you know, learning human design also validated that. Like, yes, I'm constantly absorbing energy and I'm a low energy person. And so even just knowing that I'm not crazy, you know, I knew that I couldn't perform like everybody else in the office and right. I kept beating myself up, right? Like yeah. I'm not going to be successful of them. <laughs> yeah, like there's something wrong with me. Yeah. Like, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's, right? that's, why, that's why this thing a couple of years ago, that revelation had to have just been earth shattering for you. Earth shattering. Uh, Exactly. I'm so I'm so excited for you. So so we're up to today, right? And and you are running the self wellness project. So tell us about the self wellness project. So a little bit about you know everything that my life has been about is like you know we all need to take a self autonomous approach to our wellness because right. as unique as our DNA is the exact environment that we need to thrive is also unique. Right. You can't try and fit yourself into a one for all approach. And if we're absorbing 
one for all approaches or societal norms or parental expectations or whatever that is, we need to assess it through our own lens so that we can make sure that we're still doing the right thing for us. Right. So the self wellness project is how can we take a self autonomous approach? What do you individually need to create a life that gives you the components of self wellness, which are fulfillment, passion, happiness, and your version of success. Even how we equate success is a one for all picture. Right. <laughs> success is this. And so there are people who are like, oh, I just don't even want that. Then yeah. they think they're not successful, right? right. So or they feel like a failure, right? They feel like a failure, exactly. Right. So the self-awareness project is really, and so I use human design because it gives us a very quick roadmap or a very quick snapshot about what could potentially be perfect for you. And then you experiment if it is or if it's not perfect for you. So this is why I think it's a very interesting topic for this whole podcast, which is about how other people's stories can influence other people. Yeah, Our stories influence other people because they show you like, yeah, you can break the rules. And human design gives you that unique way of showing exactly what you need to break the rules. Right. So like I said, there are some people who do not function in an office. Mm-hmm. And we need to acknowledge that there right. are some people who do not function with 60 hour weeks and we need to acknowledge that right. you know we see how much when we start looking at our self-wellness we see how much that like we waste energy forcing mm-hmm. ourselves to do something that's not natural like so, a yeah, well, round hole right right and it, even the simplest form is that you know you have very left brain people and very right brain people Mm-hmm. Left brain people need structure, discipline, consistency. Their brain is looking for structure. And when their brain finds it, it calms them down. And that's how they can tap into their natural productivity. If they have a goal, they will naturally be productive to reach that goal. If you're a type, if you're a type B person and you're more right brain, these people become overwhelmed by structure. If you give them a to-do list, they'll procrastinate because that structure feels like they just can't force themselves to do something that they doesn't that they don't have the energy for in that moment. Right. So these people waste so much energy forcing themselves to do things they're not ready to do. So they don't go anywhere. They don't even reach any success. They're doing double the effort and getting half the results. Whereas if you're a type A left brain person and you didn't have a structure, you would spend all day running around doing nothing. So again, you're doing double the effort, but half the results. Mm -hmm. This is very much about why a self-autonomous approach and a self-awareness approach helps you identify what is your story and what's the story you need to create. Right. So not only what, has your past been but what's your future going to look like right like what do you do in the present to build the future that you want yes and it also has these signposts as well like how you learn information and what what is the value of the information that you're collecting so i'm a line six i make mistakes and i collect information for that so people like me as well they might get really like despondent about life because they're like, oh my gosh, everything I've done in the past has always failed. 
I've always made mistakes. I've always got it wrong. I've always had to start again. But when you, when you look and you say, well, actually, you gather information from the experiments and mm -hmm. the mistakes you make. You're like, oh, wow, I have just developed 20 years of useful information. So it's even just highlighting what are your skills? Mm -hmm. What does your, what, have, what were you naturally doing for in your past? What has your story done? What does your story show you that is actually really valuable and that you can actually use in your career, in your life, in going forward? That's cool. So, yeah, so this when somebody, so when somebody works with you, the first thing you do is you figure out their human design. Right. And then once you figure out their human design, then you sit with them. And how does that process play out? So usually I'll ask what their problems are. And then we try to like, I reverse engineer it. So we might be like, okay, they might be like feeling unhappy or they're, they're really burnt out or they're stuck in overthinking or really low emotions, whatever it is, we'll, we'll look at the symptoms or we'll look at the areas where they're really unhappy. And then I use human design as a third language because sometimes so I can read people's energy. And so that's obviously a pretty weird thing for people sometimes. And so um, human design gives us a third language. It helps us to, to assess ourselves from a detached third person. So maybe you you know, maybe someone has actually suffered from low self-esteem their whole life. And we can see that their low self-esteem is contributing to their burnout because they're right. second guessing themselves all the time. So they're taking two steps forward and then they're second guessing and taking a step back, right? Now to tell someone like, oh, you have low self-esteem can be a little bit confronting. So we use human design. We say, well, according to this, this has the traits of low self-esteem. And so I give them their own tool book their own labels, and then they can go and think about how that has played out over their life. So it's a combination of talking therapy, but guided self-awareness. Mm -hmm. So human design gives them a label, and then they can go away and kind of like work through all the times they've maybe felt that low self-esteem has really stopped them from moving forward. And so then through that way, we can stop these repetitive behaviors that are causing them to burn out and go nowhere and start replacing them or rewiring them with more positive behaviors or behaviors that draw from their strengths. So again, you know, maybe we're like, oh, well, you learn from experiences, but they're beating themselves up because they're like, oh, I make mistakes. So we take them out of that mental energetic burnout mode. And we say, okay, you just need to stop beating yourself up. Right. How is this a gift? How right, you free yourself it? up, go make mistakes, learn from it, right? Exactly. It's so how you're built. Exactly. <laughs> and so they're not wasting energy beating yeah. themselves up about this. They go yeah. and do more experiments. And so they're using the energy in a way that's going to bring them success. And that well, that's gotta be that's gotta be freeing, right? For somebody who's never experienced that before to then find out that they were literally designed this way, right? And there's really a roadmap. There's really a way for them to figure out how they go about from here, from today, how they go forward and how they do it in a way to where they're more productive, they're happier, they have more energy, right? The whole thing. So 
this is really something for somebody that will help them. It sounds like with their mental health big time, because they've been beating themselves up and, and frustrated and burnt out and all this kind of stuff. Right. And it sounds like when they work with you, they get the roadmap and then they go to work looking back at their past and going, Oh, that makes sense. Right. Like all of a sudden yeah. all that stuff that was confusing and all that stuff that was frustrating now all of a sudden becomes clear, clarified. It sounds like that's what happened with you a couple of years ago, because all of a sudden you went, oh, okay, now I get it, right? You sort of felt like you were bounced or bouncing around a lot and searching, right? And then human yeah. design helped you find you. Exactly, yeah. That's awesome. It kind of like pinpoints to know what to accept about yourself. Right. And it also shows you where you're in higher or lower expression. So this thing, for example, something I think that can be very validating for a lot of people is that there are a couple of types that really experience frustration and anger. Yeah. And so a lot of these people, they, they might get stuck in excessive frustration and excessive anger or their body signal that something's wrong for them will, will be to have a frustrated or anger outburst. Yeah. So a lot of times these people think, oh, I need, why am I angry all the time? I need to suppress this anger or I need to stop having these outbursts. But you can't change the person, much like when a plant is dying. We're not like, shame on you, flower, for not growing. Right. We're like, okay, something's wrong here. And the fact that you're overly frustrated or that the flower is wilting is because something in the environment is incorrect. Yeah. So I think that's a great analogy because think about this for a second. People are dying from stress. Yes. Literally, right? Literally. And the and the stress, a lot of times the stress is they're the wrong personality type in the wrong in the wrong position in the wrong type of like you're saying in an office, right? I'm not the guy that you put in an office. When yeah. I was a kid, I would sit and look outside. And it drove the teachers nuts, right? Because where I wanted to be was out there. Mm -hmm. I wanted to major in recess, not in math, right? So I wanted to be out there. I wanted to be out doing what the people were doing outside. In yeah. my case, I grew up in Oklahoma and it was farming, but I wanted to be out there. I didn't want to be stuck in a, in an off, in a, in a classroom. I didn't want to be stuck in an office. And to this day, if I spend too much time in an office, I get antsy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it got me to where I started searching into behavioral styles. And I've literally for 32 years been teaching something called DISC, right? The DISC. And I've been teaching people because I want them to understand how they're built. Number one, how they're built. And then how they need to make sure that they go about doing things that fit within how they're built. So it's exactly what you're doing. You're yeah. just doing it a little bit different, a little bit different than the way we, right? Because we give them an assessment, they fill out the assessment. With you, people come and they sit with you and you find out when they were born. And then you have a roadmap, it sounds like, for everything that goes from this point forward. Here are your weaknesses, here are your strengths, here are the things you need to watch out for. By the way, you probably shouldn't spend 12 hours a day in an office, you know, that kind of thing, right? And and it's it's amazing to me that you've been through this before in your past where you were working all these hours 
in an office and then you'd come home and you were just dead tired and you barely even had the energy to have dinner, right? And then you're sleeping a lot, it sounded like, and, and you felt lethargic and you just, this is just not working for me, right? And it's like, so when when we do, when we work our stuff in terms of behavioral assessment, you know, if we put somebody in the wrong position, they struggle like that. They just have the toughest time. So this is really clarifying and something that's validating, like you said, for somebody in terms of how they're built and what works best for them. So you're literally giving them a roadmap to success and, 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 and mental health, right? Yeah. And I mean, what we do, what you just described, it's exactly the same thing. Yeah. It's self-awareness tool. Yeah. Only this one, you know, there, there is some discussion about when, you know, there's a test or it's a subject, a subjective way of discerning which bucket you're in right. versus this one is an objective way where it's like, okay, well, we're just going to talk about the energy at the moment you're born. That's right. it. Right? We're right. just going to use that as a roadmap. It's not subjective. So right. some people think that this might be a better or more accurate way because, you know, anyone who's done Myers-Briggs test, I've changed a couple of times over my lifetime, depending on how I answered the question. But it's exactly the same thing. And and we see how much society and, and, and the environments we live in don't even allow for this, that even in a workplace, the boss is not looking at how do I utilize the very individual skills of each person to get the best out of them? Right. We're like, well, this is the job. You go do that job. Right. Right. So it's exactly like, and don't bother me. And by the way, if you're you're feeling lethargic and you don't even have energy to have dinner at night, don't bother me. I don't want to know about it. Right. And that's literally not the way to manage people. No. Right. So people, and this, and so, and then you, and then we beat them up, you not beat them up, but then we're like, Oh, you're not a good worker because now you're frustrated. You're so cranky to be around all the time. I don't like working with you. Well, it's like, well, no wonder you don't allow them to bring the best parts of themselves and for them to self-direct their chores or their tasks. Well, they're struggling, right? They're They're not in a place or in a position or in a type of work or type of environment where they're going to flourish. And it, so you're absolutely right, by the way, about like Myers-Briggs and the rest of them. Your behavioral style, your disc changes as life, as life, you have different chapters in life, right? So depending upon where you are, like if you're a single parent, you're going to test differently than if you're married. Yeah. And you're going to test differently because of who you're married to, right? It's, (laughs) it's just the way life works. So this is a little bit more, this is when you were born. This is your, this is what, how you were designed, right? Yeah. Good, bad, or indifferent, that's it. And like you said, it's validating. Yeah. So let me ask you this. If somebody wanted to work with you, because you're coaching, right? You're not only you're not only evaluating people, you're also coaching them. Yes. So if somebody wanted to work with you, how would they reach you? So, you know, you can see on the selfwellnessproject.com, um, I'm constantly kind of still, because I experiment, I'm still experimenting with what's the best way to work with people. So... Yeah. Usually they'll come and they'll book a session with me um, either uh, one-on-one and we'll do it face-to-face. But I also realize that I can also just do kind of like guided audios. And because I'm very reflective and intuitive, I also just bring a, a multiple things of modalities depend on the person. 
to help them highlight or know instantly what they need to focus on. So that's, so the audio is a really good to get like an audio reading. Right. Um, if there's really just so much that you know you need to focus on, it's just too overwhelming. I really start with a reading and we're like, okay, let's start with these three things. And usually you can see what are going to be their main themes. So um, with, you know, to describe a little bit, there's some open centers or undefined centers. And this is where we're really inconsistent with our energy. Right. So a lot of people have undefined head and Ajna because it also incorporates some of the chakra system. So they're mm. subject to overthinking. Right. And so, you know, instantly, if I see that in someone's chart, almost always we know we're going to have to first address the overthinking because right. overthinking will constantly keep them in energetic burnout and constantly self-questioning themselves. Right. And so there's many different ways that we do it. And then sometimes I'll, I'll go into like ongoing one-on-ones, like a therapy. It's mm -hmm. kind of a mix of therapy, coaching. It's very customized yeah. to the person because it has to be. Yeah, absolutely. Even sometimes people get in contact with me and I'm like, okay, what works for you? Yeah. <laughs> How would you like to work through your progress and so some people will see me every you know six months you know or every week depending on what they're working through or sometimes they want to take a more self-guided approach mm -hmm. they don't want someone there all the time being do this do it this way they want to work it out themselves so i just do kind of like tweaking and guiding so well, it's more fulfilling for them right because they're self-discovering Right, they, they get the roadmap the from you, and then they go out and they yeah. self-discover. That's kind of what you did, right? For a number of years, is you just kind of self-discovered, and then once exactly. you found this, it was like, wait a minute, this makes perfect sense, right? Exactly. So, do you yeah. typically work by Zoom, or do you work over the phone, or how does that? By Zoom, so okay. typically by Zoom, we'll do so kind of what we're doing. Everything's just... online. Yeah, everything's you. digital. Everything's online. If you prefer to listen, I do recorded audios. If you yeah. prefer that you guide the session, we do one-on-one. -on -one. And then I'm also doing, you know, I have a podcast. Um, I'm writing a book as well. So that, awesome. you know. That's so cool. So what's the name of your podcast? So it's all under the Self Wellness Project. Okay. So the podcast is called Self Wellness Project. You've also got Instagram. Each one brings self-reflections in a different way. Gotcha. Uh, it's all still very new um, because I was very focused on readings for the first two years. Yeah. And now I'm going into more uh, like, pop, you know, more back into that communication and storytelling. And so it's all, I literally have two podcasts. It's very, very new. And the, and the book as well is very much about self-healing and how to take that approach to take yourself through it. So ultimately people can read this book first, you can get a free chart, you can get a free human design chart and a free human design report on my website. And then once you've kind of gathered everything, that's when you come and see me. That's when you get the most out of me. Okay. Right? So, so where do they get the book from the website? I, I'm still writing it. So yeah, everything oh. will be under the website, but selfproject.com has everything there that you need to Perfect. get started so, on your path. <laughs> so when's the book going to be done? Uh, in about a month. So I'm okay. just in editing stage right now. So okay. very right. soon. Very so soon. would you like to come back on when it's finished? 
Sure, yeah, because yeah, let's a lot do that. of the book, yeah, a lot of the book is about that we don't give ourselves time and patience and to be in that uncertainty stage because yeah. we're taught about hustle culture. So right. we don't even allow ourselves to even learn who we are yeah. and to unbecome before we try and take those steps again that are more aligned with ourselves. So it's very much about if you want to change your life and if you want to change your story, you need to give yourself time, patience, and understand that you're rebuilding a whole new life like a baby being born. We don't be like, hey, baby, go and run now. We're like, right. hey, you know, we'll feed you, we'll nurture you until you're strong enough to start walking. You know, we look after the child. Mm -hmm. When we're trying to make these life changes or trying to change our story, we're like, hustle, get up, right. do it better, go faster. So right. anyway, that's what the book is about. So yes, get I with think it, right? Exactly, get with it. And so yeah. it's very much a line. I'd love to talk about it when when it comes out absolutely and if you if you would like i'd love to be a guest on your podcast i'm just now i just i just did my first podcast interview on somebody else's podcast last week um and so i'm signing up to to be a guest so i'm i'd love to volunteer so well yeah i would i would i would love to do a human design yeah podcast i'll find out i'll find out from my i'll get my birth certificate and i'll find out when i was born and then we can do that that'd be cool let's do that and then what i would do is i would analyze your story and yeah. your life according to your human design yeah we can do that that'd be awesome that'd be interesting yeah <laughs> so selfwellnessproject.com that's the best way to reach you and then instagram right all what's the your same what's your instagram at selfwellness or at self.wellness.com project okay perfect so it's all the same you can just type it in and all the different things will come up so perfect that's awesome well thank you so much for for being here i truly enjoyed our time together and i'm really looking forward to us doing this again this will be a lot of yeah. fun well thanks for having me it was a joy to talk about it well thanks for being our guest on the mike litton experience thank you appreciate you we hope you enjoyed another episode of the mike litton experience if you did do us a favor, smash that subscribe button, tell your friends, family, and coworkers about our program, and wherever you get your podcasts, please leave us a rating. It helps us to connect with quality people just like you. And that's a wrap. Another episode of the Mike Litton Experience in the books. Reach out to Mike on Instagram at Litton Realty. Want to meet with Mike? Check out calendly.com slash Rio 760.